In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Hi, all. Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. You are listening to A Psychic Story a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. For this episode, I have Jennifer Neville here. She is a former professional golfer turned YouTube psychic. Jennifer is no stranger to pursuing passions and developing the right mindset in order to turn dreams into reality. Currently, Jen is helping people find their purpose and potential through mediums such as astrology, tarot, and intuitive coaching. You may know her from her YouTube channel as Little Girl Lost, where she shares intuitive insights and sage advice via her weekly horoscope-style readings to her 116,000 subscribers. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I'm so excited to hear about your story. So you were a professional golfer, and now you are a psychic, and you are definitely out of the psychic closet sharing all kinds of information with people that follow you. Tell us about how you got started and and both, actually. So actually, I feel like I've always, before even playing golf, like I started playing golf when I was really young. You know, it was something that my dad had gotten me into. But even before that, I had always been interested in spirituality. I grew up, my mom's side of the family is from the Dominican Republic. So I would spend my summers over there and my grandmother was very, very spiritual. She'd like read La Barajas, which is like Spanish playing cards. And she always encouraged me to like, she'd ask me questions and she'd be like, what do you think? Who do you think is going to win like the election here on the Dominican Republic? And I'd say something and she'd be like, oh my gosh, she's psychic. So She'd ask me to tell her about my dreams or like when I'd get these little hunches and premonitions where I'd say things and then they'd come true. She kind of encouraged me, which I think was like, I'm so grateful for that just because of the fact that like, you know, a lot of adults would be like, oh, she's just a kid. She doesn't know anything. And she kind of helped me really learn how to trust and develop my intuition and trust when those hunches or when I'd have a dream. So I feel like that was always my passion. 
was, or something I was so, I loved all things spirituality, like ghosts, paranormal, all the things, but never in a million years would I think that I'd be where I am now, where this is like my career. So I always thought, you know, I would like to have a platform and I always thought my platform would be golf. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a professional golfer. And I feel like I was so disciplined and dedicated to that, that I, I, I realized that, but it got to a point where it was like not making me happy. And I still wanted this like platform where I could talk about spirituality and help people, you know, do kind of grow up how I grew up or like nurture that part of themselves. And I do feel like playing golf was such a mental game that there was a lot incorporated with like visualization and meditating and like kind of finding that center within myself to make it as far as I did. But underlyingly, I was always like my nickname on tour was Zen Jen or people (laughs) called me Zen Zen Jen. Jen. I always talk about like the woo-woo stuff. I'd be like, oh, um, (laughs) like I talk about astrology. I talk about all these things. So I guess long story short, once I quit golf and I was like trying to figure out what to do, I had been like watching a lot of tarot readings on YouTube and I was like, why don't I just do this? Like, I know how to read tarot cards. I know how to do like astrology. And um, I got in at that like sweet spot time where not a lot of people were doing it because now I feel like the market is so oversaturated, which is a beautiful thing because it means more people are interested in this stuff. But I do think I got in like at the right time, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's amazing. So when you were, you decided to make the pivot from golf to, so tarot cards were really kind of the first piece of it, right? And was that something where you were thinking, oh, this is going to be a business or was this more just you were interested in sharing the content and talking about it and then it took off? What did that look like? I thought like this could be like a fun little side hustle and, and that way I can also have like a platform and it would be fun. I thought it would be fun. Yeah. Like a fun little, I mean, I have Capricorn. I don't know how well-versed people are in astrology, but I've got a Capricorn moon. I've got a lot of Capricorn in my chart. So it's very rare for me to find a hobby that I'm like, how can I make money off of this? (laughs) (laughs) Like from the business standpoint with all that Capricorn energy. But I think it was more just fun for me. And that's why it took off because I was able to just have fun and then it just grew. And then I had to deal with a whole new dilemma of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to tell people that? (laughs) (laughs) Like it was like coming out of the spiritual closet. Like, right. Yeah. Like the people close to me knew that I did this, but then I was like, like I, I, I even put it under the pseudonym of like little girl lost. I was like, that way nobody can find me if they type my name. And then as I got bigger and bigger, I was like, oh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to like come out of the, come out of the psychic closet here and tell people that I'm a, I'm a tarot reader. I'm an online tarot reader. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you say something really important. And that is when I started the podcast, podcasts were popular when I started mine it was a little over three years ago, but they were not what yeah. they are now. Right. So yeah. they, they were still definitely taking off and I got in on that sweet spot too, but I was struggling with, do I come up with a pseudonym? Do I share my actual real name? Cause my full-time job is in PR and marketing and it's all about branding. It is all about branding. And how do you consult with professionals and share with them? okay, well, here's how you need to show up and here's your speaking tips. 
And when you talk to me, do you say these things? And then all, oh, by the way, on the side, like I'm a psychic, you know? So (laughs) I struggled with it. I struggled with it too. And it's like, yeah. And when I tapped into spirit and source, they were like, if you're going to do this and you want to do it the right way and to be authentic, share your real name, share the whole thing. And I was like, okay. So that was just a leap of faith that I took. And I'm glad you, you know, realized that too, even if in the beginning, because in the beginning it was more fun, right? But then it sounds like when you started to get serious about it, you were like, all right, this is going to be something that again, leaning into that authenticity is really important. You also mentioned that with, uh, you know, people around you that were close knew that you were psychic and that you did did tarot and, and all of that. What about your family other than your grandmother? Were there other people within your family that had these abilities and experienced these things with you? Or were you really, you and your grandmother, the ones that were primarily the sages within the family? So I have a cousin who is also, and I grew up sort of only child. So I really, my cousins were like my siblings. So I had another cousin who was into this and we would read each other's tarot cards. So even when I was like, telling her, I'm like, I'm starting a YouTube channel. And when I started taking on clients um, where I was like, people are paying me to do their tarot readings. She was like, do you think that's a good idea? Like, these are real people (laughs) with real problems. And I was like, I don't know, but we're doing it. So um, (laughs) I think like my mom, my grandma, we're all very spiritually inclined, like a lot of the women in my family. But I think it was toughest with my dad, because my dad was always like, had this vision of me as a professional golfer. And even when I took a break, he's like, you're going to go back to it. And so for him, it was like, are you scamming people? Like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Like, he was probably the hardest person to tell. Like, I have a YouTube channel where I'm like doing psychic readings. And he was kind of like, um, be careful that you're not scamming people or that people can't sue you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. some people, some people find value in this. Some people be- like just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean other people don't, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there are also scammers out there. There are even yeah. now, I'm sure you understand this, but it's less on YouTube and more on like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and even TikTok where people impersonate oh, yeah. others. And it's a huge, huge thing and it's a problem. But also there, I find that there's a level of responsibility on both the practitioner side and the people who go to someone. It's always like, you can look at this as entertainment, or you can also look at this as a part of who you are in your soul journey and your soul growth. And just being, you know, have your eyes wide open, do your research on the people that you go to, and also not give your power away to someone. Just because someone gives you a tarot card reading or gives you information, we all have free will and free choice, and we can change our destiny on a dime based on the actions we take, right? So there's all of that. I mean, that's where where I come from and, and where I believe, but just curious to hear from your standpoint. Oh, me too. And I'm big on like, manif- well, I like to use like law of assumption, manifestation techniques too. So for me, I always clarify that. I'm like, you can claim or you you don't have to accept this reading. This is just whatever current energy, like this is a projection of your own subconscious. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I think that, and then sometimes I have my moments where I have these like profound insights or like these predictions that I make, at least for myself, that I'm like, they come true. And I'll be like, did I manifest that? Or was that (laughs) like me seeing the future? So 
I don't know how you feel as a psychic, but sometimes I even am in disbelief of like, like, how did I know that? And it's like, I know I'm sitting here saying like, I'm a psychic, but sometimes I even like shock myself. I'm like, (laughs) whoa, how did I predict that? (laughs) Like, how is this working? (laughs) Yeah. I think to kind of, well, to answer that, there's several, there's several ways to kind of tackle it, right? Uh, One is, in as psychics or intuitives, when we're really in tune and we're connected, and also whether that's our own energy or it's somebody else's energy, we tend to get it's almost like I if somebody's open and they come to me, it's the reading is a lot easier because there's no yes. barriers, blockages. They're open to receiving. There's also the people that come and they share a little too much. It's like I don't want to know all of it because I want to be able to give you a reading somewhat cold so that you're getting the validation and the information you need. So there's a balance, right? Yeah. But I say that too, because I feel like when the stars align and or when that puzzle piece comes in, it's amazing. It's beautiful because like you said, there are either predictions or premonitions, but then to kind of sort of complicate it to, to answer where you're going is I feel like we have multiple selves that we have these timelines and we have these directions. I think that on one timeline, I am happily married and I have a ton of kids and, you know, I'm living in some house in the suburbs or in this timeline, I'm not. Like I'm single and I'm doing my podcast and I'm doing all that other kind of stuff. But I say that because when we are in a moment in our lives and we can make choices and take actions, that's why when you're getting those predictions, I think you're getting the prediction that probably is like in alignment with them on that particular path at that time. And that's why it's clicking because it's like, okay, this is the direction, like you said, the energy I'm reading at this moment, because that's where they're headed. And that allows you to give them that view that they wouldn't necessarily normally have, right? Yeah. I love that because I actually, and it's funny because I've written a whole book kind of on that where it's all about like the different selves. And sometimes I, you know, going into depth on that, sometimes when I have these predictions, like a year ago, I had this weird sensation and I love that I tell my mom everything or I'll tell people things. So I remember calling my mom and being like, I have this weird feeling that I'm going to go to Greece soon. Somebody's going to invite me on a trip to Greece. Like, it's going to be a man. And I just had this feeling. And I lit- I just got back from Greece where I did get invited. But it was like the way that it played out. And it's like a year and a half later. But it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, how you're talking like about there's so many different timelines. I feel like mm-hmm. we do connect with those timelines. And like at that moment, that timeline version of me was like, transmitting energy to that version of me that was like, (laughs) I'm in Greece right now. I'm in Greece right now with this man. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to be in Greece soon. (laughs) It's like a radio signal that your higher self or that self of yourself, I I know I'm talking in circles, but like said, hey, yeah, I'm in Greece. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to be in Greece soon at some point. And you're communicating with with yourself. And that's really cool. Well, talk to me about the premonitions and predictions. How do they, like in that instance, for for example, you had this feeling, is that how they typically come to you? Or do you also get the predictions and premonitions in different ways? It's like a feeling. And then it's like, a, like I'll listen to music and I'll get these like little messages. So I remember, um, I remember like I've had multiple times where this has happened where I And again, that's like what I love about manifestation or the manifestate like Neville Goddard practices where it's like, that's what you're doing. You're aligning with the reality 
where you have this thing that you want, you know, where you, cause there is a reality where you have this thing, or like you said, I'm married with kids. And if I want to manifest that, I have to become that version of me. But say there was like, I would tell my mom, I'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm going to, I just have this feeling like I'm meeting all these people who speak Spanish. I speak Spanish, but I had to practice my Spanish. And I was like, I feel like I'm meeting all these people because the next person I'm going to date is going to be a Spanish speaker. And sure enough, months later, I met the guy and it was, he was from Spain. And like, I was always saying, he's going to be a really big deal. And that was, he was. Um, but again, that was like the funny part about the Greece thing, because I would have never thought I'd go to Greece with him. I didn't. And <laughs> recently, like, so it'll happen. It's weird how it happens because say recently I was seeing Ford Broncos everywhere. Like I've seen Ford Broncos everywhere. And then I'll get this intuitive hit. I'm like, I feel like the next guy that I meet or talk to is going to drive a Ford Bronco because I'm just seeing it too much. So I'll kind of put the like, pay, I just pay attention to the signs. So I was just in Greece and the guy I was with, he was like, oh, he doesn't live where I live. So he was like, oh, look, there's a Ford Bronco. And I was like, I've been seeing Ford Broncos everywhere. He goes, that's funny because I just bought one. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's just these like, and I feel like everybody has it, but it's like, sometimes you're not paying attention, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I just pay attention to the thoughts and the feelings. And there's a feeling like that knowing where you're like, I feel like it's almost like a deja vu where you're like, I feel like I'm going to be in Greece at some point. Mm -hmm. Like I keep having these visions. Like, I don't know. It's like a, like a, that's so Raven moment sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if you have those or how your premonitions come in. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes when people hear premonition, they think it's like the movie reality or not that there's a movie reality, the movie version of it where you have like this flash of something in your in your head or your mind or you dream it and it's a more of a dramatic type of premonition or premonition and prediction. And in some cases, yes, I think that that's, the, that's how it happens. Mine is more like you, a sense of knowing and when I try and tune in and say, okay, is this what's going on? I like how you said deja vu, because to me, what happens is there's a sense of knowing and then it feels familiar, like almost like either I, it's somehow connected to me, or if it's not connected to me, I can tell how it's connected to somebody else. And so I guess to better kind of explain it, it's a feeling and it's a knowing. And then I realize it's not just like how I'm, I'm experiencing my emotions throughout that day. It's something completely different. And that's how I know yeah. to kind of pay attention to it, that it is a message, mm -hmm. that it is an insight, that some Something that I need to, even if I don't understand it at that moment, what it means, I put it on a shelf and I remember, yeah. okay, like I got this hit, I got this information. I now want to know, all right, is it going to happen then in the future? And then normally it, it does, right? I don't get as many of like the premonitions, predictions things other than when I'm in readings for other people and then they're asking um, what I have been able to do now. And I'm curious to see how you do this is I look at people's kind of future state or future timeline and I can see where like they have paths and where they have options. And I always then try and tune in energetically to see how their higher self is feeling on something. And if they're like leaning more towards one area or another, I'm like, okay, well, this will be really good for you. Actually, this feels like it's going to be 
the same, right? As far as whether whatever they're asking for, whether it's romance, prosperity, career, that sort of thing. So that's kind of how I navigate that and how intuitively I pick up on information. Yeah. I think when I'm reading for other people, it's really easy for me to pick up on like their present blockages. So I'll do predictions. Like I can pull out some predictions or it just, it's honestly depends on the day. Cause sometimes you can be so in tune that it's like, Oh, the messages are coming out so clear. Like you're going to meet this woman. This woman's going to be a big, important piece of like your spiritual journey. Like sometimes the messages will come through really clear. And sometimes it's more like there's a blockage that you have that needs to be addressed. And I almost like those better because it's like kind of what we were saying about the responsibility thing. It's like, you know, I like to come from the approach of you really can have anything that you want. You just have to address like what's blocking you from having this, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And it just depends. It depends on the day. So it's, you know, depends on the day and the energy. Sometimes I can be so in tune that I can just see things. And I think it goes back to what you were saying about how open they are, Mm -hmm. how open they show up to where I can like really dive into their energy and be like, oh, this is what I see and feel is coming up for you. And it's like that urgency of like, oh, this is happening soon. But again, soon in psychic timing is like, you know. Well, again, it varies. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's clear as mud, right? Well, I heard that there's this one practitioner. She doesn't read past. Actually, I went to her. She was like a palmist or palm reader. And she said, I don't look past a year in your life because there's so many variables that could could, could Mm. come into consideration. So she would stick with like that year, like that really that nine month timeframe. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. So there's some people that look very far into the future, some that just do it like three months, maybe up to a year, that sort of thing. So I've been kind of playing around with that. And it's true because you have these, these, um, I don't know, I want to say like, but variables as far as like where you're getting with it. I want to go back to the obstacles piece. So when you have a reading with someone and they come to you, how does that show up? Or do you look at the cards primarily and then you can see where they have these obstacles? Or do you work with them to say, here's how you can block and clear that obstacle to get to that manifestation or to get to that thing that they're looking for? How does that work? When it comes to the blockages, I mean, I can pull through on the tarot, but I really like to do coaching for that, like spend time with somebody, listen to you talk, because then I can kind of pinpoint energetically where I feel like, okay, you know, sometimes it's like just having that extra ear, like you don't hear yourself. You don't hear what you're saying, like subconsciously, it's so ingrained in you that sometimes you need a different perspective, myself included. But um, also astrology. Astrology to me, kind of what you're just saying, like if I'm reading tarot, I really don't like to look that far out. But like with astrology, I can make long-term predictions or I can kind Mm -hmm. of look at the snapshot and see your potential. Like this is where you have the potential to get to. So it's like, say like, you know, I've studied my chart up and down to where I'm like, okay, I can see things that could potentially happen in my lifetime, you know? And that's what I love about astrology when I'm reading for people, because I'm like, whoa, I can really see your potential, like where you have the ability to get to. And then when you work with somebody on that, it's like, sometimes like they don't, it's like hidden in them that they're like, ah, I've always had that feeling 
but I've never explored that, you know? Almost kind of like a roadmap, I would imagine, with astrology, because you have the plant. I mean, truly, like the stars are aligned, the planets are yeah. aligned. You have these things that are happening. So, you know, scientifically at least, with the planets and where they are going to be in that roadmap or that blueprint gives you the, I guess, the framework a little bit more about what kinds of energies are going to be coming in and out at that yeah. person, in that person's life at certain times, yeah. right? Well, that was how I predicted the the Spanish guy coming in, along with all my other little intuitive hits. But again, that was like me aligning with that timeline. But even in the astrology, it, it sh- I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm going to meet a foreigner who is going to be like a significant love interest. So then it happened. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I think that I just think it's all so fascinating. And for me, I have a lot of earth in my chart. I very heavy Virgo Capricorn, which is kind of funny to me because I feel like I'm so grounded and earthy and rooted that like, I always call my takes like practical magic because I'm like, there's my brain wants to be, my being wants to be logic, but there's some of these things that I'm like, how do you explain this? (laughs) (laughs) It's not logical. The only way you can explain this is like illogical thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the synchronicities, those sorts of signs, like when you mentioned the Bronco. And I love how you talked about that because I never really thought about it as far as like a prediction or premonition type of sign, right? I usually look at signs where if I see numbers, I see animals, I see birds, or I see a color or a song lyric keeps popping up. I'm usually equating it to my guides and angels or universe trying to say, okay, here's a message that you need to pay attention to. Not necessarily from a predictive side, right? I never would have thought to take it as, right? Like if I kept seeing a Ford Bronco, I would have probably thought, am I going to get a Ford Bronco? Do I need to get a Ford Bronco versus? Well, that's what I thought at first. I'm like, am I going to be driving a Ford Bronco soon? But then I had this like, no, I think I'm going to meet somebody. Like, I think the next guy I'd see is going to have a Ford Bronco. That one felt accurate. And then mm-hmm. I tabled that. I tabled that. I was like, whatever. And then the fact that we were in Greece and that happened, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. that manifested. There, that manifested because mm-hmm. you're in Greece, you see a Ford Bronco. And then the guy next to you is like, oh, I just bought one. I was like, all right. Well, the reason why I'm harping on it too is because I think and a lot of people probably come to you for this as well. When when somebody says, well, I see this number, I keep seeing this thing. What does it mean? What is the sign? And I'm always like, which, you know, it's not really what they're paying me for, but I'm like, what do you yeah. think? Because what do the, you what do you think? think right, right. Because, yeah. and it's not me passing the buck. It's really to say, I, how are you feeling in that moment? What were you thinking about in that moment? If you weren't thinking mm-hmm. about something, stop and pay attention. And like we said, maybe put it off to the side because there's always going to be, a, in my opinion, there's always going to be a synchronicity or something that there's a reason yeah. for that message to pop in. Um what are some other ways, like, so for you on the premonition side and the prediction side, you said that was more of like a feeling and also knowing, and you were really gut checking. It sounds like your intuition to say, okay, here's some scenarios. And then you tapping in really to say, okay, this is how it feels. And now I'm going to wait and see. But are there other ways that premonitions or predictions come to you and, or when you deal with people and clients, the ways that they get it? Cause I hear a lot about it in dreams as well. Yes, I get it a lot in dreams. Like I have very, like I have a lot of dreams that have been, I feel so bad for the men who date me too, because I'll have (laughs) dreams where things happen and I'll be like, this is going on. 
you know, I'm like, there's not these poor guys. Cause I can tell when like, I have a dream that's rooted in subconscious and I can tell when I have a dream that's like communicating something to me. So how do they look different to you? Is it just a knowing? Is it a deeper, more vivid dream? I think again, it's like a deeper, more vivid and it's like very realistic. So I'm trying to think of examples because I've had a lot where, and, and the easiest thing I can think of is romantic situations, probably. Um, even though I've had dreams that have like communicated things to me where I've ended up like booking travel or things like that, because I just had this intuitive knowing of like, okay, like one time I had this dream. I was in San Francisco. I was in San Francisco and it was like, me going to this ledge and I just had this feeling. I was like, I got to get to Sedona. I got to get to Sedona. We're going to Sedona next. Like I need to go to Sedona. And it was just like this repetitive thing in my dream. And then the next morning I woke up and I looked at like my, you know, Snapchat memories. Like I got a notification for that. So I went and looked at my Snapchat memories and it was like two years ago on the exact date I was in San Francisco. And like, this was right around the eclipses. So I was like, I'm booking a ticket. Like I got to go to Sedona. And then I had like a whole experience there, but I feel like sometimes I see people and I think like I'm connecting with them on like astral or 5d. And I, I tell the people that I'm with too about these dreams, but I think like my last relationship in the beginning where we really hadn't evolved and like, we had just started talking, we had just met. And there was this dream I had of like him cuddling me, showing up and being like, I'm sorry that I'm late, like, but I'm here now and like cuddling me. And it just felt so real. And that's when I kind of knew I was like, okay, this is going to develop into something more. And then it was funny because like later on in the relationship, like it was that same dream. Like it kind of manifested. He didn't believe in any of that stuff. (laughs) And I would see like, I was like, there's somebody around you that's talking bad about you have a friend Like I'd see things in the dreams that it'd be like a girl who's pretending to be your friend, who's talking badly about me. And like, I don't like her. I don't like that friend of yours. And he'd just sit there kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. But you (laughs) do. That dream's not for (laughs) nothing, okay? And I had dreams like with, um, I'm like trying to think of non-romantic ones, but the romantic ones are, there's this guy, the one that I was in Greece with, who I... Um, I had a dream with him not too long ago where we were just talking and it felt very real. And I was like, oh, I would love to see you in real life. And he was like, you will soon. But that was two years before this. So again, that plays into that soon factor, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I, because of that dream, I always knew I was like, I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him again. And it had been like, we reconnected after like seven years, you know? Well, soon in the spirit world or in the universe is like a second or a nanosecond <laughs> to us. It's yeah, like exactly. hours and, it's, and days and years. And the soon thing is like when people ask me timing questions in tarot or like when like people are getting a reading from me and they're asking me timing questions, that's when I'm like, it's as soon as you align with that. As soon as you decide you want to like align with that, that's soon, you know, it could be two weeks. It could be two years. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with people that come to you and they'll say, like, because I've had a few 
um, come and they really just want a relationship. Right. And so they're coming, like they're reading the cards. And so similar to like, okay, so I'm broken up with so-and-so and and now how soon, how soon is somebody going to come into my life? How soon is that? And I say exactly that. It's like, all right, you, there's some things that you have to work through. You have to like truly release this relationship to move on. I mean, it's going to be different for each person. Right. But ultimately they, you have some things that you got to work on. And then once you align with that, then the door is open, then energy source, all of that, that person comes in. But how do you, um, communicate or deal with people that want to know like more of those specific timeframes? Yeah. So I, See, this is, I have a whole course on this. It's like the revise your mindset around love, money, and relationships. And I like testify by this because I met, I'm so big on manifesting love and relationships. But when people say that, I already know you're not close to it because, (laughs) and I don't mean that to sound mean, but it's like, you have to like, uh, that's where the manifestation kicks in living in the end. I feel like my last relationship, I totally manifested it because I was almost delusional and doing things for myself where I'd be like, I'd go on walks and pretend like the guy was there with me. Like I'd have romantic dinner dates by myself where I'd set up like a thing and pretend like I was on, like I got myself used to feeling like I was in a relationship. Even if there was nobody there, I was just already embodying the state of like, we're in a relationship. And I remember like when he came in and it moved so slow in the beginning, but we would go on walks. Like we would go on the walk that I would go on all the time. So it was one of those things where I feel like that's kind of what I mean by the soon. It's like, as soon as you align with it, as soon as you align with that feeling, that sensation, it's just going to show up, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be effortless because it's like, okay, I'm just fitting you into what I've already been doing for myself. Like, sitting and watching a movie and pretending like they're on the couch with you. It sounds crazy. Well, it's an energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I'm like, pretend to be them. Like, do you want to cook for your person or do you want them to cook for you? Like, regardless of the situation, like I would flip flop. Sometimes I'd cook for the person and I'd like when I'd eat, I'd pretend to be like the person or like they cook for me and I'm embodying that. And then when I eat, I'm like enjoying what they just cooked for me. It was like all this stuff. But then I manifested it into reality because that's exactly how my relationship went because it was just so comfortable. I'd already created this reality. Like, you know, I'd aligned to that timeline. Yeah, that's really cool and a very good tip and process for people to think through because I used to hear or read, okay, so if you want somebody in your life, clear a drawer, for example, make space for somebody, sleep on one side of the bed versus the center. But what you're talking about is taking it even further because you're embodying that energy, how you want to feel and how you're imagining having a person in your life is going to feel as well like a companionship, yeah. a commitment, an actual relationship, not just the movement or the action of creating space, but actually creating the space plus the energy and the emotions that go with it, right? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. I never really heard that tip. That's And amazing. it's also fun because mm-hmm. then you realize you're like, I'm in a relationship with myself. So you get to treat yourself to your standard, you know? So then when that person comes in, you already have that relationship with yourself. So it's like, I've already set the standard that I'm willing to accept, you know? So that's how you know when the right person comes in because they're going to kind of like acquiesce to 
your standard. They're going to be like, oh, well, she has like, she goes on walks with herself and she does this. Like, I want to be a part of that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say if somebody is starting to, you know, embrace their spiritual gifts a little bit more, their intuitive abilities? Like in your instance, you always kind of knew that you were and you just were like, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to have the tarot and do that for fun. And then you rolled into it. But you, it sounds like you had support through your family and your grandmother for people out there that are interested in doing this and coming out of that psychic closet, any sort of advice or tips you would give them? I feel like now it's so much easier just because of the fact that it's such a saturated market, but I could be wrong. But I think that, I don't know, because I'm still learning that lesson. Like I still meet (laughs) people or I still try and date people who I'm like, you know, I I worry about like them them worrying that they're going to bring me home and be like, well, she's a tarot card reader. (laughs) I'm still on that journey, but I do feel like it's like the authenticity of it. And I, and I think that that's the lesson we have to learn kind of with what I'm saying, like living in that end. Like if I'm on the fence about it, other people are going to be on the fence about it. But if Mm -hmm. I'm fully accepting of like, this is me, this is who I am, then the world can only reflect that to me, you know? Right. Right. So it doesn't matter if like somebody's parent, like, you know, it just doesn't matter. I think that's like the main thing. And I still have to remind myself of that is like, you know, if you're not accepting of it, if I'm on the fence where I'm like embarrassed to say something, like people are probably going to feel that energy and be like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. I don't know what you're saying. Instead of me being like, oh, I'm a tarot card reader and I do astrology and I have this really cool channel. People would probably be like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like, I want to check that out, you know? Yeah, the thought that's coming to me is like, somebody else's opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But we make it our business and we worry about it and we think about it from that perspective because we're, you know, taught our whole lives like that it matters. And in reality, does it really? When it comes down to it, like we come into this world alone, we leave this world alone. Other people's opinions don't have any sway on us in either instance, right? Yeah. (laughs) But we make it that the way in our lives. Well, what else would you like to share with the listeners? What other things would you, do you want to get into? I mean, I feel like, I feel like we covered a good amount. I mean, I, (laughs) I would just say, I guess I'd leave with that kind of, um, you know, and everything that I, the platform that I like to stand on with the spirituality is that we all have these abilities, you know? And I think that like, me having developed that at a young age or having the support system around me to encourage that is where I like got to intimately know those feelings, kind of what you were saying of like, okay, this is what this feels like. And this is what this feels like. And that's where I would encourage people like sit with yourself, like really pay attention. If you want to develop, it's like a muscle that needs to Mm -hmm. be developed. So if you want to develop that intuition, like really pay attention pay attention to all the things going on, all the thoughts that come in, like observe, observe the feelings and get to know yourself on that level because that's how you're going to strengthen that, that ability to tap into those knowings and to know or, or your psychic gifts, you know? Yeah. 
I think to me, the biggest one is not to discount it. And I love that you said what you said, because that's exactly what I've said from the beginning of this podcast. We all have senses. We all have abilities. We've just either shut them down or put them down um, and where we can't get them back. And so sitting with it and just not discounting it and acknowledging it and being aware is more than half the battle allows you to really start to embrace it again. And if you're listening and you're like, well, but I wish I had it, I don't. We promise you, you do. <laughs> There's the that your typical instincts that you just have of, uh, you know, do I do this? Do I not do this? Am I, you know, a situation is good or bad or whatever. Like you're reading energy, you're tapping into your intuition, you're tapping into that part of you that is just both human and spiritual. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So not to discount it, right? Yes. Yes. Where can people reach you? Uh, You can find me via my YouTube channel, Little Girl Lost, or Instagram, which is my real name, Jennifer N. Neville. And yeah, I think those are my two main main platforms as of right now. YouTube, I'm more consistent with, but uh, I normally like to share the like I do daily readings. They're really love based, but I do like to share like mindset stuff via Instagram. So those are the two places you can find me or you can check out my website, livezenwithjen.com. <laughs> nice. Are you offering any sort of classes coming up or you also mentioned your book? Yeah, the book I'm the book I'm kind of finishing now because again it had heavily to do with the guy I just went to Greece with. So I got to like share the book with him. So now I think I'm less blocked around sharing that. So that'll be a fun one. And I'm like, book two is going to be Greece. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a project I have coming up, but I do have courses that are all about like the revising your mindset. And again, kind of like the manifesting the love, but manifesting a better relationship with yourself, which will in turn help you manifest like the money and the love. I love that. Yeah. Or just the personal readings. I have my schedule open. Okay. Offering readings, astrology and tarot. Um, And yeah, that's about it at the moment. Thank you. Yeah. And when you do have your book and it's ready, reach back out to me and let me know and I'll update the link to include it when it's ready for purchase. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. And for those who want to reach Jennifer, I will share all this information on the website and in the show notes. So thank you for joining, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about? or have a suggestion for a future guest, send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.